to M and Sue Watch Dollhouse, the podcast where M and Sue are watching Dollhouse for the first time. Tonight, we will be uh, we'll be reviewing the episodes Echoes and Needs. I'm Em. And I'm Sue. I want to be the girl with the most cake. I love him so much it just turns to Dollhousers. <laughs> Dollhousers. I don't know. Do they have names? The fans of the show? Yep. That's what I'm calling yeah. them. I don't think there's a rabid fan base for this show. None that <laughs> I'm aware of. Some underground weird <laughs> fan base. I'm not making any sort of judgment on the show. <laughs> no. And it's quality. Just... I really, honestly, never. I don't know of a fan base. Uh, you know, there's no brown coats. Exactly. That I know of. This was a fun couple episodes, though. Yeah. Yeah, lots of backstory and um, kind of a needs was fun. Yeah. Kind of fun. It, didn't we call kind of a having to fake like it was a little different than we thought? But I remember thinking that Echo's gonna have to like fake that she is still a doll or something, and she knew what was going on. Yeah, but I think our scenario was different from this. It was definitely different than this, yeah. and I didn't expect other people to be doing it too. Mm mm. I thought it was just gonna be her. And possibly Boyd. <laughs> yep. So, no, I, I liked it. I liked both of them. Yeah, I did too. So, well, should we just start with feedback? Yeah, and we should probably start and excuse Eleanor, everyone. She's trying to fall asleep. Kind of. I'm trying to have her fall asleep and she's not. <laughs> <laughs> There's no telling Eleanor what to do. Nope. I could probably move her to her bedroom, but when she's like this, I get a little worried about her being alone. She tends to get herself into some precarious yes. upside down <laughs> hanging off the bed situations. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, I thought we should start with Iggy because she did a true believer in Man on the Street. And it's in uh, Yes, Mother. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't see that. Okay. (laughs) So why don't you go ahead and read that then? Okay. Iggy says, True Believer is my favorite show. I liked all of it. My only question is, who is the guy in all black and disguise? Okay. Does she mean that was her favorite episode so far? I'm guessing. Okay. Who's the guy in all black and disguised? See what she's talking about? Has it been so long I've forgotten? In True Believer? Yeah. Is she talking about... When... 
black disguise. I don't know what she's talking about. We don't know what you mean, Iggy. Sorry. <laughs> so we cannot say. I mean, did she not recognize that that was Dominic, like in the with the gas mask and the SWAT outfit? Is that what she's talking about? Hmm, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Explain yourself. Explain yourself. All right, man on the street. Notice how the main lady said that Echo and Ballard get to have a second date. No, I didn't notice that. Does that mean Caroline and Ballard went out? No. Get to have a second date. Is she... Iggy, what shows are you watching? (laughs) (laughs) Does she mean... Patton Oswalt, not not Ballard, or is True Believer the one that um? She's she's on Man on the Street now. Isn't that the Patton Oswalt one? Yes. Is she talking about? I just figured I missed something. Yeah. Mm. Well, is that the one where Echo, like, is fighting Paul and then, like, glitches and Mm -hmm. gives him that message? Yeah. Is that what she's talking about? (laughs) Like, is there, like, a second? Uh, Iggy, explain yourself. (laughs) I have no idea. Okay, that douchebag was molesting Sierra, which makes me agree that this is a human trafficking organization. Okay, finally a sentence I understand. Yes. Yes, he was... Was doing all that, and it's gross. Yeah, and it needs a little human trafficky with Sierra there, <laughs> with the way she got into the dollhouse. Yes. Yeah, it almost seemed like it could have been sort of a kidnappy situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, in all intents and purposes. <laughs> Um, she says it's sad that they want to kill the neighbor. She really likes Ballard. At least she finally got some. Yay. I love that guy. I love that the guy said Echo. More than 20 dollhouses. Well, at least now he has a partner. Um. guy that's an echo does he now I think she's talking about when she talks about right when she gives him that message yeah oh and he has a partner like echo sort of or yeah she's talking about um Melly or even the woman the FBI agent woman who helped him look up stuff Maybe that's who she's talking about, too. Oh, yeah, maybe. OMG, the neighbor is a doll. So they have been in on this the whole time. Yep. Uh, Now, who sent the message? Don't know. And, yeah, don't know. (laughs) Hope you do. Had a happy fourth. Norman set off fireworks with Chuck. (laughs) Who's Chuck? Chick? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it was like a war zone, but we all had googly eye brownies, and I made some apple cider since I stay in the cider room. 
but not Skyrim. <laughs> Your resident B&B guest, Iggy. <laughs> sounds like a fun fourth. No. Fireworks with chicks sounds fun. <laughs> uh, I bet Chick has the greatest homemade fireworks. <laughs> Just, I bet he does the most messed up stuff. Yes. <laughs> Like doll heads explode out of. (laughs) (laughs) I totally thought of that independently of this walking stick, and then I just remembered how normal (laughs) I admired it without even really saying anything about the doll head. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Good stuff. Okay. I love things. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Iggy. Thanks, Iggy. That was fun. Confusing, but fun. Yeah. <laughs> you might need to... <laughs> That's... <laughs> We've already watched two more episodes, so we're not as current on those episodes <laughs> as we may have been. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In one ear, out the other. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> So, do you want me to read Harold's then? Yep. So, Harold (laughs) says, Here is my imprint for Echoes and Needs. But first, you may want to hold up your screen while I play some piano for you. (laughs) Okay. What did the piano do? Because I immediately thought it would, like, counteract the effects of the drug. But it didn't seem to, at least at the beginning. Like, it didn't happen right away. No, that was just Boyd on the drag going, I got to play some piano for you. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I thought he had, like, figured it out, that if you no. piano music, it, he like, still... rewires their brains. No, he was still tripping. <laughs> oh, why did that even occur to me? I was trying to figure out. Oh, okay, good. He's figured out a, an antidote. <laughs> no. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He says, these two episodes combined give us some backstory on our main characters, as well as some information about the dollhouse itself. We found out about the Rossum Corporation, see one of the big wigs, Ambrose, we see some of the other handlers and actives get a sense of the dollhouse's physical location, and we also see the costume warehouse. We also are seeing how the psychic drama that these activities, that these actives have gone through, both before and while being actives, can't just be wiped away. Mm-hmm. Yep, you just can't wipe that stuff away. Nope. The human spirit will always triumph. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, for Echoes, he says, This episode stood out for me during my first watch for providing our first extended look at Caroline's backstory mixed in with several humorous moments. On rewatch, with the surprise element gone, it may have lost a little bit of its luster, but it is still a very solid episode. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was good. Uh, we get to see Caroline in both episodes. We see that she places a high value on her ideals and sense of morality to the point of becoming a crusader. 
someone who disregards danger to do what she thinks is right. This led her to drag herself and her boyfriend into a situation way over their heads. Since she did not become a doll at the end of the flashback in Echoes, it is unclear whether break-in to the Rossum Lab was the event that led her to signing up for the dollhouse or just the first big step that led her led to her engaging in even more foolhardy stunts that led to that moment. I got the impression it was more the latter because she wasn't there. Yeah. So I'm guessing a lot more stuff happens. Yep. So my Turkish prison theory is... <laughs> it could still happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No... But this is more inter- This is interesting. I, you know, I don't know why I jumped to she must have committed a crime. <laughs> Although breaking into a lab is committing a crime. I mean, yeah. So. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm guessing she didn't just com- commit some big crime. She stuck her nose way too far into right. awesome corporation now. Well, I think we did throw out. You know, maybe it's like a alternative to like witness protection or something you know mm-hmm. but then I think I poo pooed that because I was like no because then she'd be out in the open and isn't that the point of witness protection like not being out in the open you know where people could recognize you anyway right wait okay I I guess I just took us back that the Rossum Corporation is kind of behind the dollhouse is that I believe it I is okay. no that's something that is stated in the okay. shows. So, yeah, they're the ones who are like funding the dollhouse. It sounds okay. like. Okay, I just backpedaled for a second and wondered if I had just like <laughs> totally jumped in. They're the Wolfram and Hart. I see. Of dollhouse, <sighs> but not lawyers. They're scientists. Scientists. <laughs> Um, the young scientist who was behind the plot was played by McCad Brooks, who has been on several television shows, including Desperate Housewives, Necessary Roughness, and he is currently Jimmy Olsen on Supergirl. I haven't seen two minutes of any of those, so. Mm-mm, I haven't. I haven't watched any of Supergirl. No Desperate Housewives. I. Don't even know what necessary roughness is. I thought, isn't that a football term? Or, I don't know. It's a football movie. Is that what I'm thinking? It's a movie? Maybe it's a TV show after a movie. It is a movie about football. I haven't seen it, but I know that much. I don't know if it's a TV show, too. Uh, Hang on. Some weird thing just popped up on my... Okay, never mind. Okay. So the young scientist who is behind the plot. <laughs> Who's he talking about? I'm guessing. Oh, well, I was guessing he meant the, like the bald black guy. Sam. Sam. Okay. Okay. But I don't know why. Maybe I just jumped to conclusions. <laughs> <laughs> that must be who it is. Okay. Behind the plot, he. Uh, yeah. He kind of had a little plot. He did. A nefarious one. And sounds like we're going to see more of him, I think. Yeah. 
Um, okay, likes and comments. Oh, we remember the... when we used to do likes and dislikes? I know. <laughs> Forgot about that. It phased out of Buffy, and then... No, we were good at it for a while, and then we just kind of, oh, crap, I forgot, and then we just forgot, forgot, forgot. (laughs) 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 Um, Maybe this is Harold's way of saying, do it again. (laughs) So maybe maybe we'll try for next time. Yeah, let's let's try for next time. See what happens. I'll put it in my notes on the next page so I remember. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'll do that right now. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Um. He says we see the same client from the pilot. This time he seems to have ordered Echo again, but with a different imprint. Yeah, that guy that <sighs> made him lose. Yeah. Real estate points he might have had with me. What? Why would he want her as a different... I don't know. That, that's well, just extra creepy to me. It is. Totally extra creepy. You would think he'd want to, like, continue, but... Continue with the same personality. But, yeah. Jeez, get yourself... Go to a club. Yeah, go meet a real girl. <laughs> he likes that chicks yeah. and motorcycles. I know that much about him. Yeah. Um... It is interesting that Echo is able to pull Caroline's memories, at least strong ones, even without this experimental drug working on her. Yeah, I found that really interesting. Yeah, I, people like, what is going on? Are we going to, like, know everything when it's done? Like, all about that, or is it... I hope so. Just stuff uh... that happens. I hope so, because it's very interesting that, like, She's not even on the mission, but she's the one that, like, saves the day. (laughs) Yeah. And it's all because she was, like, remembering stuff from being Caroline. Nothing to do with the dollhouse, you know? Yeah, so that's trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Trouble for them. (laughs) Um... He likes Adele on the trampoline. <laughs> um, Adele again pushing tea. What is up with that? <laughs> what is up with that? I don't know. <laughs> I know what would be up with it if it was on the show Ruby. Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's got to be some sort of like compliance serum in there or something. That seems pretty shady, though, you know? Well, putting a a compliance serum (laughs) in a tea is shady. (laughs) (laughs) Having him sign this contract is pretty shady, too. Yes. But first drink some of this tea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Nope. (laughs) Um, He likes Dominic saying, who does that? Dominic was great in Echo. <laughs> or Echoes. Who does that? What? What's he talking about? I think it was when he kept apologizing for trying to light her on fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> trying to kill her and stuff. He was on drugs. Yeah, that was 
Um, he says, for all the fun and games of this episode, it is still fairly dark. The Rossum Corporation and its competitor, presumably, are exper- experimenting on people, working on memory drugs, not to mention the whole mind wipe and imprint technology. We've yeah. always thought it's probably pretty dark <laughs> yeah. behind the dollhouse. Like, and all those like little fetuses and things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, he says, as a negative, it was a little unclear how the virus was spreading. It seemed to have something to do with touch, but it was a little vague. Also, it didn't seem to affect Adele and Topher as badly as it did the people out in the field. I yeah. just took for granted that it was touch. Yeah, I don't know. There is there is some weird stuff about that vial. Like, well, I've got it in my notes, but I'll just say it now since we're kind of talking about it. So, that Ambrose guy from the Rossin Corp, he hands, you know, he's got that little vial of it, and he says, you know, this vial can wipe out an entire college campus. Yeah. And then Topher injects, like, I don't know, a third of it into Melly. <laughs> like, <laughs> seems like a lot. <laughs> I didn't notice how much you said. It was a lot. Wow. It's like, if just that little vial can wipe out a college campus, which is, what, roughly 20,000 people? 10, 15,000 people in a college campus? Yeah. Am I. In the ballpark? I mean... Oh, big one. Why would you inject that much into someone? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know it's inactive and it's not supposed to work on them, but... I don't know. It's like, this substance causes cancer in rats. It's because we injected, like, the equivalent of a truckload into it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Enough that would wipe out a college campus. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was... I had to kind of shush... I had to kind of shush that whole part about the the drug and how it got spread and who it got spread to, and I don't know. What would affect my enjoyment of this episode is if the drug ever comes back. Like, if it doesn't, then I would dock this episode a few points. Yeah. It's a continuing story, right? You would think so. I was, yeah. Yeah, it's gotta be. Obviously, you brought some and stuff, well, so I would guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely the Rossum Corporation we'll see more of, so the drug is so tied to them, I would think it would be, yeah. Eleanor's asleep. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Melatonin hit her like a truck. <laughs> uh. So cute. She went from just laughing and yucking it up to sleepy. She was like rocking herself to sit up and then I push her back down. <laughs> she was very active. <laughs> just cute. That's adorable. That's done. That's good. Um <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so needs. This is a well-crafted episode, and the standout moment for me was when Echo was leading the dolls out of the garage. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. 
We get some more backstory, but without a lot of details. I would have to assume that Melly slash November felt guilt and responsibility over her daughter's death to cause this reaction and her decision to join the dollhouse. Yeah, unless... Unless just pure grief. Yeah. You know. Because they didn't, at the end, they didn't say that she, like, needed to come to terms what had happened. They said she needed to grieve. To deal with her grief, yeah. Because I can see that. I mean, if you find out there's a way, you can just, like... Go away. Go by Go away for a little while. I mean, who wouldn't choose that? Woke up, Eleanor. <laughs> uh oh. Um, <laughs> on the other hand, it sounds like this Nolan person either forced or somehow arranged for Sierra um, Priya to be sent to the dollhouse, possibly against her will. This fits into a reoccurring theme on the show about the super wealthy who are able to do, to use people and do what they want without consequence. Yeah, that was super creepy. So creepy. That guy is the worst. Ooh, he's the worst kind he of is human. Awful. I mean, and just thinking about how her handler treated her while she was at the dollhouse. This poor girl. She can't get a break. Oh, I know. And you the know? thought that he like forced her to it because he has a lot of money and power. And he did it so he can oh, have her, so oh, he can. Like, is that? Oh, never mind. It... What? I was I confused her with Victor for a second. That there was like a lonely hearts that kept going back to. Oh, I mean, obviously okay. this guy gets Sierra a lot, and he's probably just so demeaning. I mean, he yeah, pretty much described himself that he's super demeaning. Yeah. Oh, just. And that's horrible on top of the fact that she didn't, like, legitimately sign mm -hmm. herself to this position. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like, we've been talking the whole time. It's like, well, they said, you know, they even if they're under somewhat of a duress to do it, they still kind of consented to a blanket whatever's. But this girl was forced to it. So that's just <laughs> so much worse. I can't believe yeah. I woke her up. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm back. <laughs> I took a two-minute nap, and I feel great. I'm oh, nap. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, and... So... So her citing you know, signing against her will then, basically, right? That's what it sounded like. How did they let that happen? I mean, that just... It, it's one of those things where if you have enough money and power, you yeah. can make anything happen. That's what I'm guessing, is he slipped whoever. I mean, maybe he, like, half-funded the dollhouse, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Just something mm -hmm. like that. I don't think we've seen the last of him... So maybe it is something like that. That's just... Man, I just... Ah. Adele's a woman. How could she let that happen to another woman? You know? Uh, you want to think <laughs> that way. You know? <laughs> it just... Uh, I know. 
I know. Okay. Um, Harold says, I love that Caroline decides to go back into the dollhouse instead of fleeing it like any sane person would. Yeah, it was very like a Joss Whedon heroine kind of a move. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Um, although I am not exactly sure how Caroline, who in Echo says she doesn't know how to make a fist, fights off the handler unless she is able to access a bit of one of her previous imprints. Well, I thought it was the, like, the composite of whatever that guy had hired. And I, yeah, I thought I it was. I to hate him even more because I'm like. And I want her to be like, I don't even know how to make a fist. That's what I'm thinking, that it was Alice. Yes, Alice. Her imprint didn't know Not Caroline. how to make a fist, but Caroline knows how to. I don't know, maybe we're wrong, but that's the impression I got, and it made me hate that guy even more. Yep. Uh, what I like best about this decision is that she confronts Topher on his shit. His response is all techie and jargony, and he sidesteps the moral issues of what he does by claiming that it is voluntary and harmless. We are seeing from Sierra's story that this is not always the case. Yeah, he just strikes me as the kind of person that will just rely heavily on rationalization. Absolutely, yep. Yep. They will rationalize the crap out of his side to make him be able to live with it. Yep. But I did I did like that scene. Oh yeah, that was a great scene. Oh yeah, when she was like, You first. <laughs> I know. That was awesome. He got out of it though. Yep. I guess we need him to have his brain. Yep. Um, he says, By the way, Mike, the fifth active in Echo's pod, was played by Teddy Sears, who was a semi regular on the Flash last season. And has been on Masters of Sex and American Horror Story. I don't recognize him from American Horror Story. Yeah, American Horror Story is the only thing I've seen out of those three. Who was he? Oh, I thought you knew. So he was the blonde guy, the one that got... He was the one that kept saying aliens, and I'm like, that's totally what I would have thought. <laughs> that's what I wrote down in my notes, too. Awesome. I'm like, I'm the type of person that would be like, aliens. <laughs> I know, I would have totally been with him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> world's a big mothership right now. <laughs> absolutely what I would think. <laughs> um, he ends with, we are almost near the end of the first season. Don't be surprised if at least one of the next two, next two takes a step back before revving up for the stretch run. All right, so we got our warning. <laughs> There's a clunker. <laughs> Yes, we're coming up on the go fish. <laughs> he, he doesn't like give us the, it'll be okay, it'll get better. Just It takes a step back, so. Won't necessarily be go fish. Not necessarily go fish. Maybe more of a bad eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one that you were like, I have a feeling I'm not supposed to like this? <laughs> I like this way more than I'm supposed to. <laughs> For some reason, I like bad eggs. <laughs> I won't deny it. 
<laughs> and we are unabashed Ted fans. Yep. Anyone wondering? <laughs> <laughs> and we also like, well, gosh. <laughs> well, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Harold. Jerry, uh, <laughs> so much trouble. I'm the one in trouble. I woke you up. I was so excited she was awake. I'm going to sleep. Oh, man. I'm going to give you the other half of that. Melatonin. Uh, All right. It's a five milligram night. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad I'm not there to take her away and have a little slumber party. Yeah. <laughs> we heard from Kristen Reidman. She says, Hi, Sue and Em. I was sitting here thinking about how much I miss listening to your podcast. I was about to email in and ask when you were going to start watching Dollhouse, and I saw that you had already begun. <laughs> I'm curious of what you think about the show so far, but I'm going to wait and watch before I listen, so I'm glad you're back. Oh, I'm so glad you're back, Kristen. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Yeah, I guess it's been a while since I've talked to her. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're enjoying Dollhouse. Yeah. We're not so far in. You can get caught up. Sure. Good week and you can do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I guess I haven't seen her since... Before we started this. So since Chris is the show short, do you want to read Ray's? Sure. Ray says, Echoes, this is a pretty fun episode. It feels to me like the Buffy episode, Band Candy, or the Angel episode, Spin the Bottle, where all the adults, or in this case, people running the dollhouse, are infected with something that is making them act immature and out of control. Yeah, I kind of got... Mm-hmm. Some of those sort of vibes with both episodes. I guess. I kind of did, too. It, they felt very Whedon-y to me. Yeah. Absolutely. I was kind of like, ah, yeah. Here we go. Yep. Same. Um, Boyd, Adele, Dominic, and Topher are all very funny while under the influence. I think it's great to finally get to see the other side of Adele a little bit, since she's always so buttoned up and serious and British. <laughs> and when she's jumping on the trampoline and bugging Topher, I laugh every time. <laughs> yeah. We get a lot of Caroline's backstory, as well as glimpses of the backstories of Sierra and Victor. Did we get any Victor backstory? No. Just maybe that he's like Italian New York a little bit or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't get much of Victor. And uh, was he military? Or did I just think of that because he knew that, what the names meant? Maybe, but I think that's kind of common knowledge. Yeah. Although, wasn't there a Beta, not a Bravo? <laughs> have we ever heard the B one? I don't know if we have. I just thought Beta because of Alpha, but and I know the military is Bravo, but that'd be a really weird name. Yeah, I don't think we've gotten a B one yet. Okay. Um, 
So it looks like Caroline was an animal rights activist during her college years and broke into the lab that just so happens to be run by the Rossum Corporation. The yeah. same Rossum Corporation that runs the dollhouse. Oh yeah, there we go. And that stunt is what put Caroline on Adele's radar. Yes, radar, but not signed up yet. Right, I think right. there's more to come there. I think there is. Um, need such a great episode and getting to meet and spend some much needed time with Echo, Victor, November, and Sierra before they were dolls is great. We find out that November and Sierra were victims of terrible circumstances. November actually volunteered to be inactive to forget that her child died and that Nolan dude is such a creep, using his power and resources to force Sierra into becoming a doll so that he can have her whenever she's Whenever after she rejected him, that's just awful. Yeah, that is. That's horrible. He, that guy's raped people. Yeah. He's like a serial rapist. Oh yeah. That power trip thing. Yuck. Um. And you get the feeling that it all stems from like her rejecting him. Like, how dare you? Oh, it totally did. He you know, this like. He could have gotten any other woman, but it was her. It was like the she... gall of her. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. No, it like started something. Yeah. That he really went overboard, and that's just that is terrifying. People with that much of a power trip and narcissism is just the worst. It is. It's just evil. Like I said, that's like the worst kind of human being ever. Yes, it is. I don't like because you can't like blame it on like a little bit of like mental illness like give them a little bit of a pass like no like you can with some people who commit awful crimes it's just like oh he's you know he's mentally ill if we could just take care of him instead you know if he would have just gotten the right whatever no there's just a type but of personality this is out just, there yeah I mean, you know, I was a manager at the country club, and sometimes we would need, like, little uh, shift managers and things, and we'd take, like, the good servers that were like, okay, they're a good server, they kind of have some good qualities, let's train right. them to be a kind of a manager, shift manager, and just every once in a while you'd get one, and the second they get that little bit of power, they, like, totally change and are on this, like, power trip, and you're like, what happened to you? It's so weird. It, it and is it's so like, weird. You were made a shift manager, dude. <laughs> it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> All of a sudden, they're just totally a different person. Yeah. That little bit of power just like... I don't get does that. ...does equal things to them. I don't yeah. get that either. I just don't get that. It's the worst. They do not make good managers at all. No, no. And a guy like that, that's like that, and plus has like been able to build, I don't know if he was born with the money or whatever, but just yeah, com someone combining those resources. Combining. Is just a bad combo. Yeah, the power trip, the narcissism, and money. The, the money is very dangerous. Which often, if you've got the power trip and the narcissism, you can, you know, be successful that way and make money. So, 
it's bad news. Jeez, I think we just described Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like I said, the worst news. kind of person out there. The worst kind of person. <laughs> um. They leave Victor's backstory a mystery, though. I'm assuming we'll get more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they just didn't have time. Um, do you think that Dr. Saunders' plan worked and the dolls just needed closure? Will things run smoother at the dollhouse going forward? I can honestly definitely say no. Yeah, <laughs> I don't no think so. There's no way this is going to go smooth the way uh-uh. it's gone so far. Uh-uh. No, Dr. Saunders' plan didn't work, and things are not going to run smoother at the dollhouse. No, I think I think the closure thing worked in this episode. I don't think it's going to be a long-term thing. No. But, no. <laughs> if anything, I think it's going to make things worse. Quite possibly. Or, I don't know, I don't know. I'd, I'd be very surprised. Yeah. Just from a TV plot point of view. Right. It, it just has to get more and more, doesn't it? It was a good plan, though, I guess. I don't know. I'm not convinced Dr. Saunders is totally Team Dollhouse. So I'm not sure. No, I don't think, I don't think she is. That I, don't, I don't think she is. Yeah. Um, she could be a doll herself. Ooh. Ooh. I get to predict someone's a doll. <laughs> 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 you predicted Melly, and you were right. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the episode, the dolls are kind of back where they started, but the scheme that Dr. Saunders came up with allowed for the viewer to get a much-needed look in, at the inner workings of the place and the real people behind the dolls. It's kind of a plot contrivance for the sake of the audience, but one that is very effective. Yeah, it was a great idea. Well, it's a, that was a great plan. I thought. I thought both episodes did that kind of expedition really well. Yeah. I, I could see what they were doing, but it was necessary for us to get these backstories and everything, and that was a fantastic way to do it, I thought. Great way to do it. On both both episodes, I thought. Good plan, guys. <laughs> we approve. That's some good story structure. Yeah. You know? An interesting way to do a little uh, exposition. Yeah. Uh-huh. Overall, I think both of these episodes are very good and very informative for the viewer. I know that Elijah isn't considered the best actor, but I think she does a pretty good job in these. But really, the big standouts are Enver <laughs> Grzakov as Victor, Miracle Warrior. <laughs> Miracle Warrior. That's awesome. Was it <laughs> Oh, man. My uh, old hair guy, Val, in his neighborhood growing up, there was a girl called Miracles. No, her name was Precious Miracles. <laughs> Oh, jeez. And her sister was named Mormon Beauty. Ah. <laughs> uh, and she had a brother named Night Train. I was like, I'm... Night Train? How did you get such a cool name? 
I went to high school with the Celestial Dawn. <laughs> oh, precious Miracles. <laughs> it's the best name ever. And Deepchin? You get all the fun I names. get all these weird names. Deepchin Lockman. That's what I'm going with. Correct me if I'm wrong. As Sierra. After I saw this show the first time, I came away wondering why Enver and Deejin aren't big TV stars at this point, because they are both phenomenal in this show. Um, there's a lot of really good actors out there that don't work as much as you think. Yeah. Who knows? Plus, there's that thing about there's not a lot of roles for Asian actors. Yeah. For Deacon. Um, anyway. And I think that these episodes really gave us our first glimpse of their emotional range. These episodes are fun, informative, and entertaining. I think now that we have sort of moved past having to have an imprint of the week, it opens up the storytelling possibilities quite a bit. I was particularly impressed with Enver. Mm hmm. Yeah, he did great. There were just a few times during this these two shows that I was like, "Wow, he's he's good." I loved him as the uh, the NSA guy or something. What was he? National yeah. Home Security N- NHS. Oh, I one hundred percent bought him as head up the you know right. the task force task force. <laughs> I totally bought him. I was like, "Wow, Victor, go!" I know. Different. You are you are owning that. <laughs> and it's it's so I I really enjoy like when he beats Sierra and she's the doctor and they introduce themselves. I I don't know. I think that's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. They know each other, but they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that is pretty fun. All right, thanks, Ray. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, everyone, for the imprint. Yeah. You didn't notice, and then we're back to sleep. I can't. I was gonna. I was just about to ask. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. We start talking about echoes. Yes. Do you want me to read right, um, Helen or Helen? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. We have a Helen in our Bonco group, and I was just talking to some people about her earlier. Um, Harold sent us the little recaps. Do you want me to read the one for Echoes? Yes. Okay. It is a psychotropic drug is accidentally released in a college research lab owned by Rossum Rossum Corporation, causing the afflicted to behave drunkenly and, in one case, suicidally. I don't know about drunkenly. I'd put more like acidy, beshroomy. Some more kind of drunkenly, like <clears throat> the girl lab person. She just laughs at the guy banging his head on the window. Yeah, I don't know. They remind me more of people on like a hallucinogen, like acid or <laughs> mushrooms, and they get a drunk. Like I did but... not do it. <laughs> Um, I've got her just move her into her room. 
go. I think she's... I can just keep an eye on her. But I'll keep an ear on her. <laughs> anyway, I, I would have taken Topher and Adele more drunkenly to me. Well, you know, yeah, they got yeah. all punchy-ish. And... That's true. That's true. But yeah, a lot of them did seem kind of asky. Yeah. Well, it's like Topher's... It, it affects people different ways, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rossum, which owns a dollhouse, mobilizes all of the detectives <laughs> who should be immune to the drug because they have no inhibitions. Unfortunately, the drug breaks down into a form that makes people relive past traumas. Sierra relives her rape experiences. Victor recalls his life as a member of the United States <laughs> Army. Oh, he was in the Army. I missed that, though. <laughs> And November weeps about Ballard's obsession with Caroline. Echo, on an unrelated assignment, sees me and goes off mission to help him, despite having no idea who he is or indeed who she is. She falls in with Sam Jennings, um, Mika Brooks, that is him, a student who wants to sneak into the lab and discover evidence of Rossum's foul play. While flashing back to her own past as Caroline, Farrell, in which... With her boyfriend, Leo, she attempted the exact same thing. These events led directly to Leo's death and DeWitt's offer of sanctuary at the dollhouse. She repeats the offer to Sam, the corporate spy who released the drug, as the episode closes. Okay, so echoes. I noticed Jane Espenson was a producer. Oh, I, I haven't seen her name pop up yet. I didn't know if she was... Involved in this, I didn't either. I did not notice her name. I must have been looking down. I was looking because I wanted to see. Now I'm looking for who wrote. Because now I want to look for Joss and stuff. Looking for familiar. I normally ignore the names at the bottom, but right. I'm looking now because I'm looking for familiar writers. And it was two women I'd never heard of that wrote this one. Well, nice job, ladies. This was a good one. Yeah. They might have done other episodes of this. I just had never noticed the names. Um. <laughs> I wrote down, I might throw up. That's a compliment. I thought that was funny line delivery. <laughs> I thought that was funny too. <laughs> um, yeah, my first note is just okay. So she witnessed something or learned something she wasn't supposed to. Yeah. Instead of the Turkish prison. Ooh, so sad. And then I wrote, <laughs> they could have at least colored the tea so it doesn't look like she's just pouring water out of the teapot. I totally noticed that too. I was like. <laughs> That was so obviously water. I know, like one drop of like yellow food coloring would have made it look like tea, people. <laughs> <laughs> or brown or something. Um, yeah, then I'm at that scene with Topher and the guy from Rossum, and I'm like, pretty sure Topher doesn't need to explain the effects drugs could have on different people to this Rossum guy. <laughs> I <laughs> I like, know. Pretty blatant. That's for the audience. That wasn't such good exposition. No. 
And it, you spend a long time explaining it, too. And I'm like, you're, <laughs> <He> talking, <laughs> you're talking to, like, the head of a drug company. <laughs> we saw the doll stockings from the uh, beginning sequence. Mm-hmm. I didn't care for that outfit. No. That looked more like a costume than an outfit to me. Yeah. But I like that guy less and less. I didn't ever like him to begin with. No, all I wrote was, ugh, cheek necklace guy again. <laughs> cheek necklace. Oh, cheap necklace. I'm gave him that. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to be rich. I don't think you're able to hire these dolls out for cheap. No, that's the point. I mean, and the necklace, I swear you can get that necklace for like six ninety nine in the Avon catalog. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, maybe that was the point. Like, not going to spend a lot of money on her. That's <laughs> cheap. I want a girl who likes trinkets. <laughs> He doesn't know fine jewelry. He doesn't even know how to make a fist. <laughs> so, so my next note is that we're, we're with Melly and Paul. Do you have anything before that in your notes? Nope, that's my next note, too. So what's your note? Well, for one, I think we could have come to this conclusion earlier, but I remember last time I wondered out loud if um, she wasn't active, that, like, had her own personality, but then, like, when that vase comment comes up, she turns into an active. But if I would have thought harder, I would have realized that they can't. They have to be totally mind-wiped. Right. Of course she's, like, a totally um, put-together person to be Paul's neighbor. Right. So she's on, like, a long-standing mission rather yeah. than a, a weekend here, a weekend there type mission. That's that's the only thing it could be. And it's now the only that thing we've it could seen be. her backstory, yes. Right. Yes, Absolutely. Anyway, so, well, while I was watching this, I was kind of coming to that conclusion, but I was just like, ugh, I am not happy with Melly's passive-aggressive ultimatum stuff. And it yeah. Was really bad. And then I said, unless it was Dollhouse imprinted, and then, you know, good job. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> well, I've got, okay, so is Melly mad that he won't drop the case? Or mad she almost got killed? Or is it both? It seemed she turned into one of those people that's like... Basically, it was mad that he wouldn't drop the case because she almost got killed. To me. Okay. And she just... You know, you sleep with a guy once, you are not allowed to make, like, ultimatums. No, no. To change their life. Um, no. Ultimatums are bad anyway. 
But if you're going to do them, you have to be like really in. And then if you're really in, it's not going to be an ultimatum. It's going to be a like a we need to have a serious discussion. We need to have a discussion. That's not working for me. Exactly. I you know, I wonder if this part of her is like Topher's doing, like you think Topher's ever had a girlfriend? I mean, I'm kind of thinking no. No. And so he doesn't quite know how to program a woman to be a girlfriend. You know what I mean? He's kind of like the Warren. <laughs> yeah, but it also makes sense for them to program her to try and get him to drop the case. True. It just, it wasn't a very good job of it. Yeah. She's not... Like I said, they don't have the kind of relationship yet where that's at all okay. Right. And ultimatums are never okay. Right. Okay. Unless you're, you know, dollhouse imprinted and then it's like, all right. <laughs> I don't know if it has anything to do with Topher not understanding girlfriends. I think it's... I think it was a not a real skilled grab at trying to get him to drop the case. Right. So her mission is, yeah, part of her mission is to just try and get him to drop the case altogether. Yeah, I'm sure she's fine. And also... Right. Yeah. Okay. How often do you think does she have to go back to the dollhouse to get, like, I don't know, what do whatever they do. I don't know. Didn't she come back once and he said, like, she was very helpful? It's like all of, like, maybe she's got the brain cameras or just all the information stored in her that she can, like, let him know everything that Ballard's doing. Something like that's going on. Actually, they have her wired, or they have her, like, camera. They... Well, they had a camera in his apartment up in that vent. Right. I'm pretty sure she's the one that put that in there. Right. I've got Topher one up stupid Dominic by making Victor NSA. I oh my gosh, that was, that was amazing. That was so funny. And he's like, Topher. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite. That was so genius. <laughs> Having Victor outrank him. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was great. I just said Victor's incredibly believable. The actor and Victor. I was like, wow. Yeah, he was. I would say the only thing that brought me out a little bit, I mean, he was great. But just, he's so young. <laughs> you know? True. So. Just a young up-and-comer. Yeah, I guess so. But I, I, I guess we've never seen him as anything but uh, active, so yeah. he's probably fairly easy to be impressed. His <laughs> <laughs> actives are so dull. True. Um, we already talked about it, but my next notes, that seems like a lot of that stuff to give Melly if one vial can take out a whole college campus. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. And then my next note is... So they just walk out the door <laughs> like, when Sam and 
Alice are in that like quarantine place. Uh-huh. And they're about to, she's about to get shot up with sedative, but then one of the girls starts screaming. So <clears throat> like Sierra being the doctor is all distracted. And she and Sam just get up and walk out of the room. <laughs> yeah, it must not have been a real serious quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, CDC. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Or, I don't think the CDC would have let that happen. I don't think, no. If there's a quarantine and stuff there, I don't think so. They've got sweet Boyd is on the drug. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> I just love how he stands in front of him and folds his arms and then, like, I don't know, he just starts laughing or something. They just walk past him. <laughs> Was that when he, like, <clears throat> realized she wasn't on the mission? Wait. It was when she and Sam were... They had gotten out of the quarantine building and... We're trying to get into another building, and all of a sudden, Boyd, like, steps in front of him with his arms folded, and you're like, uh-oh, you know, they're caught. Right. And then... I yeah, don't know, he, yeah he's, he just said, he did say something funny. He said, so, like, do you want a treatment or something? And she's like, no, or something. He just starts laughing and lets him by. <laughs> I was like, sweet. <laughs> this is going to be good. <laughs> yeah. I stopped taking notes. Oh. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm relying on your notes to see where we are in the episode. <laughs> okay, because I've actually got more than I normally do on these episodes for this one, because I really like this one. I liked it too, I just didn't know what to write. Well, I've it's got all up here. <laughs> Mine are not like in very great. I've got Dominic on the drug is my favorite. Yes. And I think that's when he first came across Echo and was like, I'm so sorry I tried to kill you. <laughs> and then I have Dover and Adele on the drug are my new favorite. <laughs> <laughs> And then I have Boyd playing the piano is now my new favorite. So it just got better and better and better for me. <laughs> I so was like on radar just waiting to see what the piano music would do to their brains. <laughs> and then I was disappointed. <laughs> and I was waiting for him to like put the piano music like on the campus speakers. <laughs> Like, nope. <laughs> Emily totally misunderstood that. <laughs> Emily's never experienced, experimented with drugs, people. I haven't. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I wrote, please don't let Adele and Tover sleep together. I don't know, for some reason, for a minute there, I was afraid that was going to happen. And I was like, that'll be bad, bad, bad. I don't want that. There was one moment that made me think that that was actually something that could happen. I know. It, it must probably it, the same thing. Probably the same. Write that down. <laughs> like, no, no, no. 
I don't remember what it was. Um. I have Adelin, Adelin Topher fighting over who checks on Melly, and then they both check. That just <laughs> <laughs> they're laying there, and you can hear her crying, and they're like on the couch, and he's like, "Go check on her," and she's like, "I'm your superior," you know. Yeah. And then I think they have it agreed that she's going to check or something because I think he goes I just can't deal or something and then they both just end up turning around and peeking over (laughs) (laughs) then I have poor Melly so so she's crying over Ballard being obsessed with Caroline right yes which everyone knows I have a problem with. So. We need more with yeah, that. Yeah, so. The okay. dream was a fine step in that direction. But before that, we needed more making us think that he's actually really obsessed with her. Because it all seems really fine up until now. Up until that dream. Well, it could be one of those things where... He's not obsessed with Caroline. He's obsessed with the dollhouse. Exactly. And Caroline is the only face he has, yeah. like, link to the dollhouse. But Melly, who's in love with him, is seeing it as obsessed with her, with Caroline. I think she's misinterpreting his obsession. Well, to make it a traumatic event, well, seems pretty. That's what I'm wondering because so the other peop the other actives on this drug start having like real flashbacks of their of actual life. traumatic events that happened before they joined the dollhouse. Yeah. So why is Melly? having why is she crying over something that was imprinted into her oh you're right because she's has she november right now right she's not melly yeah right she's november right now she's not melly so so why is she or is she no she was because she did the whole yeah they wiped her she got wiped So, yeah, so why is what's coming back to her is a, an imprint thing? Unless, I'm like, has she actually fallen in love with him? And it's it's like her kind of like love her. of him has like superseded the imprint? I don't know. If so, it would have been a good opportunity in the next episode to have her mention him or something. Yeah. I don't know. Someone tell us if this is something that's not shushy. Yeah. Are we, are we overthinking this or? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of feels overthinky also. 
It kind of does. But... I think it's all they had for her character. And they wanted to give her the same kind of experience, and that's what they had. Which, again, I feel like it wasn't earned. No, and it doesn't seem to serve the story. She could have been crying over her dead daughter in this episode, and then we learned that that's what she, you know, and just, like, we don't know what she's crying about here. She's saying, maybe she's saying, I could have saved her, you know, just whatever a mom would say. And no one knows what she's really talking about, and then we learn what she's talking about in the next episode. I don't understand why she's crying about Ballard here. It doesn't make sense to me. I just, I have a sneaking suspicion they're trying to push this agenda without, in my eyes, earning it so well. Which is a forgivable offense, but I'd like to know if that's actually what's happening. Yeah. But you're right. I didn't even think about the fact that she was not imprinted, and it's the imprinted person that is in love with them. Right. And everyone else on this drug is having flashbacks of their real life, who they really are. So, I don't know. Weird. It's a little confusing to me. Yeah. Huh. Um, I felt sorry for her nonetheless, though. It's, she seemed very sad. She did, but again, I was stuck on the fact that it's like, uh, you're making up stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My next note is, (laughs) dang it, why didn't I see it coming that Sam was a bad guy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did not see that coming either at all. Um, so did he, was it Matt, the the guy that I assume ended up jumping out the window? (laughs) Did he like infect him on purpose to cause a ruckus? You mean Owen? Was it Owen? Yeah, Owen. Um, I, I think so. I, I, yeah, that it, he's getting blamed for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, because he said when he was talking to Alice or Echo or whoever, um, they had a plan to sell that stuff to a company in Switzerland, and then I guess that Owen guy chickened out. So I think... Owen? Wait, what one guy? So Sam and Owen had a plan. Oh... I didn't catch that. Yeah, Sam and Owen. Owen was in on it. Yeah, they were best friends, and they had a plan to steal the vial and sell it to this drug company in Switzerland for a lot of money. It was like second. So Rossum's first, they're the second. Right. Best or whatever. Okay. And then Owen chickened out because he was afraid they were going to get caught or whatever. And so I think Sam drugged him or something or. So that he could just do it himself. Did we find out if he died, like, jumped to his death or anything? 
He's dead, yeah. Owen's dead. Okay. I don't know if he jumped. I guess he could have just bashed his head. I think off. just, no, because I think we saw his dead body laying there for oh. a flash. So I, I think just he pounded his head to death. <laughs> if that's a thing. <laughs> I, that, quite the head injury, sure. Yeah. That was a creepy scene, too. I kind of liked it. It was, though, yeah. Where he's just like hitting it, hitting it, hitting it, and then the the window like shatters but doesn't it does like a windshield type shatter uh-huh. and then and then the shot is from the campus looking onto the window and you can just see him doing that from yeah like like anyone walking by any of the college students could have looked up and seen that oh no creep yeah and i'm sure some did because it was it would have been loud and yes breaking <laughs> and stuff Um. So then I have okay. So Sam is going to be an active. Um, I found the final scene with Adele. She tells him that his mother will get a stipend every month for five years, and after that, he'll be capable of taking care of her on his own. So. Are they given, like, a buttload of money once they finish their contract? Sounds like it. Or are they given, like, a final imprint of, like, some financial genius that can make money on their own and have a job or something that makes a lot of money? Or do you think they're just paid a lot? I think they're paid for their time and services. Okay. That's kind of what I figured. I was like, that'd be cool if they, like, do a final imprint that's permanent. Like, you are a... Wall Street jerk, you know, genius, or... Well, it'd be cool if they could have their old personality, too. Oh, <laughs> I don't true. think you can with an imprint, so... That's true. There's that. Okay, I think so, they yeah. just give them a buttload. A buttload of money? Okay. Um... Yeah, that's all my notes. I really, I really, really like this one. I thought it was fun. Yeah, so in the flashbacks, Caroline and the lab, were we seeing, we were seeing different stuff than just, like, dollhouse technology, them testing that, because the dollhouse was already underway. She asked him in the next episode how long it's been going on, and he was sketchy about it, but Mm -hmm. it's been a long time years yeah i mean the dollhouse could have been just one project and it could be one that they're just constantly working on making the technology better yeah or it so could it's an be ongoing a separate horror that we're or it see could later. be oh, yeah it could be a whole different thing it could have to do with that memory drug maybe or something i don't know can't they do this memory stuff and, like, put it to some good, like, for Alzheimer's patients or something? I mean, why are they doing this? They're an evil corporation? <laughs> Run by Wolfram and Hart somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> Wolfram and Hart are, like, the last episode. <laughs> Lindsay walks in. Yeah, they're rolling down <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I would imagine that a science lab has more than one 
little ongoing thing going on, you know. I just, in my head, it was, like, all the baby fetuses and stuff. It was, it was, like, figuring out the dollhouse. But now I know that that's impossible. Because now I've seen needs. And I knew that it, it had been going on a while. So now I'm like, huh, I wonder what they were doing. Yeah. It's, since it was the campus, they probably, I mean, Rossum is, like, the biggest corporation. And this is just, like, one university campus. So this just has to be, like... Just the memory drugs stuff. Right. Right, right. So, Caroline and Leo seemed kind of surprised what was actually going on in the lab. What what were they breaking in for to begin with? Just to I think me. she was just an animal rights activist. An animal rights they were thing? On animals. And, you know, okay. like Harold said, she, they were like whoa, this is human fetuses and things. This is right. beyond a few chimps and rats. Right. Yeah, this was a good one. I I like seeing Caroline's backstory. I, I'm glad we finally have at least more of an understanding. I don't think we've seen everything, but we're going down that road. Yeah. I like learning stuff. I like yep. backstories. Everyone that knows me knows that. Yeah, totally. Me too. Backstories are always my favorite. Neat? Sure. Do you want me to read the little intro? I'll must have. Sure. Echo, Sierra, Victor, and November awake with most of their original personalities intact, and Echo attempts to escape from the dollhouse with her fellow activists, reclaiming bits and pieces of their past as they do so. Sierra discovers that she was forced to become a doll after turning down sexual advances from a well-connected scientist oh, he's a scientist hmm. named Nolan Kennard. Victor is finally able to, to act on his attraction to her, November, Melly grieves over her dead infant daughter, Katie. Infant? Oh. It's the first I heard of that. Yeah. I guess we never really knew, but I was picturing like a five or six year old for some reason. So was reason. I. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I noticed I was going to look and see what the dates were on the headstone, and there weren't any, so. Anyway, um, that, that just surprised me. <laughs> Um, and Echo, after guaranteeing the other three have escaped, re-enters to the dollhouse and forces DeWitt at gunpoint to release all remaining actors. Thereafter, all four escapees fall asleep due to subliminal programming. The entire process is revealed to have been masterminded by DeWitt and Dr. Saunders, allowing their actives to achieve closure on their personal issues before putting them back to work. Okay, so I didn't pick up... They must have said a little blip about it that Nolan is a scientist. So I didn't pick that up either, although I know they didn't say anything about an infant. So maybe these sneak in a little more info than we know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people who... You know, like maybe a later whole... episode, no, right. it's an infant. And right. I've seen other episodes, no, he's a scientist. Right. I don't know. So that makes sense, then, that he was able to get Sierra in. We have con confirmation. He's probably part of, like, Rossum or something. Right. Okay. So, following the tradition, 
of Joss Whedon's shows. We had terrible pillows. Did you notice? Wow. I had, did not. They had like couch cushions. Oh wait, you mean in the pods where they sleep? Yeah. Yes, I okay. I I was thinking about the opening scene with his dream. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my first note was okay. I knew it had to be a dream, and then my second note is kind of creeps me out. They sleep in those pod things without blankets. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yes, they're like corduroy couch cushions or something. That's terrible to sleep on. I think yes. Joss Whedon needs a personal pillow consultant <laughs> on his shows, and I am up for the job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Buffy and her crocheted pillows. He'll ah! <laughs> <laughs> still give me nightmares. <laughs> yeah, and it just really freaks me out that they sleep without blankets. Yeah. That I don't care how climate controlled or whatever. No, no. that is totally it, alien pod. <laughs> you gotta have a blanket. <laughs> Even if you don't really use it, you just gotta have one. Yeah. You at least need it, like, on, on the hottest, worst night, I have it just, like, over my butt. I know. I was gonna say I have it like over my foot, maybe. <laughs> no, or, not my feet. My feet are always open. Or like over my hip or something. Yes. Yeah, like, my hip. Yeah. Um. I have how terrifying to wake up in a strange place and not know who or where you are. And I put I would probably jump to the alien idea <laughs> first too. For sure. <laughs> Let's go back to the dream. When did you mm-hmm. know it was a dream? Um, for me, it was after they started kissing. Yeah, it was around the kiss. But I bought the kiss. And I was like, what? And then it was something else after the kiss that made me. It was something he said to Millie. After well, she walked in. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't convinced it was dream at the kiss. But I was like, ooh, this might be dreamy. And then when Melly walked in, I was like, oh, yeah, this has got to be a dream. No way is this actually happening. It was the way he reacted to her walking in, I think, which I was like, yeah. oh, okay, good. This is a dream. Yeah. Does the dream give any insight, I guess, to his... I'm trying to think. So Echo knocks on the... Yeah, so... Dreaming about there. kissing her kind of is an insight. Yeah, but then having Melly show up and then Echo dies. Yeah, the dying has got to be something. Yeah. Ew, and she looked like a mannequin. Yeah, totally. It's like, you went a little overboard with the corpse makeup. <laughs> that could have just been part of the dream, though. Yeah, maybe. Let's be generous and say it was. <laughs> So I don't know, maybe that's Paul's fear. Unconscious, like telling him or subconscious, whatever, that well, it could be fear. So he's dreaming that he's like basically, you know, making out with Caroline and then Millie walks in. 
Yeah, but the the dead thing was weird. The dead thing was weird. But he's not a slayer. He doesn't have prophetic dreams. Yeah, but it might just be his mind working things out. I don't know. I I kind of think he likes Melly. I I was convinced in the scene making the eggs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that could be partial guilt for, yeah, what I do for a living almost got her killed. But I kind of think, I kind of think maybe his feelings for Melly are starting to be a little bit more sincere. I, I honestly feel like I, they always happen. I don't think he is in love with Caroline at all. I just don't buy it. Yeah, and like I've said, if they're trying to force that, they didn't do a real good job in the first few episodes. It just Mm-mm. did not go that way at all. And not yeah. in the, ooh, I didn't see that coming. Like in the, I, that was not coming. <laughs> right, that's out of left field. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I don't know. I'll be interested to see where that goes. Yeah, I am And too. when I find out, I'll probably be able to let, if it's, if it's done right. If it's done right, and if it is what it is, I'll probably be forgiving. And, like, if I rewatch it, I'll be fine with it. Right. Just know, everybody, as a first-time watcher, it's out of left field. They did not build it Mm-mm. properly. Nope. But yeah. uh, it's forgivable. I mean, it's not a perfect show. and Yeah. Some of the but, best shows make stumbling blocks like that. True. But it just, it's like it's forgivable, but it's yeah. there. We'll see where it goes. Well, it's. It's everyone else saying it, not him. That's the thing that. Yeah, and that is always. It's kind of like. Not fair. Right. Because <laughs> I just, I feel like it is. If it's. I feel like it's just unfair because if he doesn't like her, it's like you're all the one saying it. I never right. <laughs> acted like I was in love with her. Exactly. <laughs> and I'd like have his back. I would too. Um, I liked it when the so the Echo Sierra November Victor. And Mike, Mike, is that his name? I yeah, can't remember Mike, what is the alien guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I liked it when there's they've kind of figured out. Okay, you know we need to pretend that we're <laughs> like these people. And the girl walks by and she's like, "I like pancakes." And Victor's all, "We're all gonna die." <laughs> <laughs> I totally that was my next note. I totally wrote that down. <laughs> that was my favorite too. <laughs> That was just, like, too creepy. I like pancakes. We're all going to (laughs) die. That was great. That was, like, perfect humor for me. That's, like, my kind of humor. Same. (laughs) (laughs) I have, if you are an FBI agent and looking for a secret camera in your apartment, isn't the vent like the first place he looked. Uh, the, the vent is the perfect spot. <laughs> he had like totally ranjacked his apartment. I mean, 
things were tossed around and everything was open. And then he looks at the vent. It's like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Come on, you've got to have had an FBI class on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's some sort of finding finding surveillance, <laughs> hidden surveillance camera class. Yeah. 101. <laughs> and vents. <laughs> and they're always like, bugs are always like inside lamps. <laughs> lamps, under desks, in vents, or behind like a something on a bookcase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they gotta be up high to where they can like see the room. They're not gonna be in a drawer, dude. <laughs> but all of his drawers are open and stuff. Like, what's it filming? <laughs> the inside of the drawer? Did he know it was a camera? I mean, a, yeah, not just a bug. Because I, bug could okay. be in a drawer. Right? Bug could be in it. Okay, yeah, you're right. I guess he didn't know it would be a camera. Um. I have, ooh, are we going to see the attic? I thought we were going to see the attic. I want to see the attic. We've got to see the attic, right? Right, everybody? Question number one, do we see the attic? (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't seem spoilery to tell us that we will. Right. Just don't tell us which episode or something. Yeah. I think it's okay if we know if we see it or not. I think it's fine. We're okay with it. (laughs) (laughs) We are fine with vague spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) On something like that, yes. (laughs) I love that Melly was totally into the co-ed showers. (laughs) I know. (laughs) They were all a little apprehensive. She's like, ooh. (laughs) Walks right in. (laughs) That was awesome. Did you catch on it was an experiment? No. Me neither. Not even till the very end. Even though, <laughs> even though, like one of the first scenes, or the first scene, is like all the handlers and Doctor Acker and Adele, they're all like talking about what to do, <laughs> having this meeting and talking about messing with their drugs to do this and you know try and figure out how much they remember from taking the drug or whatever. Well, to me, it was like, boy, there it's worse than they thought. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, yeah, I kind of thought they had messed with what they were pumping into. Like, Topher did go ahead and mess with what's being pumped into those pods while they sleep, and it just had the reverse effect that he wanted it to or something. Uh, I didn't I didn't catch on that it was on purpose. But I feel like that's something I could have caught on to. Other people Again, I think the astute watcher <laughs> probably would have <laughs> And again, we are not that person. <laughs> Yet we do a podcast. <laughs> Hey, they don't make you, like, pass some test to be able to do a podcast, people. (laughs) Anyone can do it. We're proof. (laughs) Um, 
was wondering what made November a pressing case. Like, everyone else had shown signs of, oh, maybe it's falling in love with Ballard and we haven't gotten that info yet. But everyone else had shown signs of, like, trouble. The rape flashbacks for Sierra, Victor and his men, bulges. <laughs> <laughs> And then Caroline with having little things pop up and going rogue and stuff. But November, nothing that we know of. And she, in their little meeting, they said something about the most pressing cases, at least. Like, they're going to do something to Right. Well. Is there something we're not in on? Is it back to her crying about Ballard? Well, that's what I'm wondering. On the drug? Like... That's what I'm wondering. Because it ended up she needed closure or she needed to grieve about her daughter more. But we got no nothing about that whatsoever previously about her. We didn't know if she had a daughter until well into this episode. Right, and I guess we never knew anything about Mike, but his, like, I... experiment failed quickly. What happened there? Yeah, he... Was he planted just to freak them out? Maybe, maybe. Because that seemed kind of part of the whole thing. He just couldn't act like a wiped person as well as the rest. He kept trying to have too much conversation and I think they caught on. Yeah, but did they plant it to go exactly that way? Probably. To stage that for the ones that did need it so they could be like, dude, look at that. They can just like wipe you like that. Exactly, because so... they witnessed them like taking him away and him like in the no. song. You know. And that's when I'm like, oh my gosh, are we going to see the attic? Because I thought they were taking him up to the attic. Right. I didn't even think of that. Or I would have thought that too. And they all witnessed that and that's when they went, oh my gosh, we need to really, you know, they're already on to us, kind of, you know. Yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm just thinking too much about the pressing it, cases. but It could be, it could be that he was a plant I think he had to have been, because I think so what too. would it matter if, just because he couldn't, he wouldn't have gotten caught, because they were in on it. Right. So it's not like they were right. like, oh, well, ooh, something's wrong with him, we better wipe him. It was like, let's wipe him, and then plant him back down there so they see that he's been wiped. And right. Him out. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. But you're right about Melly. What was the pressing case? You know, it ended up being the daughter. Yeah, but what kind of troubling behavior had she shown? I gotta say, I think it's her sobbing while yeah. she's on that drug about I think, Ballard. Right. I think I think maybe they imprinted too much of her being... She, yeah, because Dr. Acker doesn't like to imprint them too much with the same thing. Yeah, right? she's yeah, and she's been like... She lives across the hall from him, so she's got this imprint of being in love with Ballard 
Like, constantly in her. Yeah. Continuous. So maybe that is what they're depressing case like. I didn't, yeah, that's awesome because maybe you'll like maybe you just had a genius moment. Sue. Maybe I did. Not <laughs> caught on to that yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was confused, <laughs> but that might be it. Because yeah, she was concerned. That they were imprinting Victor too much, and that's why he was getting his man bulges. Yeah. And she specifically said, we don't like to give him the same over and over again. They'll have, like, a residual memory. <laughs> Yet this girl is, like, his neighbor 24-7. Exactly. It's... Like, even when, even when she's not around him, she's in love with him, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, interesting. Um, I have a quote from Nolan the Creep. Owning you is better than owning real estate. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> gross. Gross. Owning you, that's so gross. I know. Yeah, and I just, when Millie started, when she's in the getaway car with Victor and Sierra, and she's like, I remember where my daughter is now. And then you see her, like, walking through, like, the Catholic school. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, no, her daughter's dead. <laughs> oh, really? I did not. Yeah, I that totally coming? was like, oh. thought she was going to see this cute little girl in the little Catholic school. And be all sad. No, I know she was better off or whatever. Yeah, I just had a I don't know, I was just like, oh I better your daughter's dad. Good catch. And that was just heartbreaking watching her in front of the Yeah. The graves. Oh blah. Dead. It was. Wonder what happened. If it's an infant, anything could happen, I guess. Could have been like SIDS or something. Yeah. It could have been a stillborn. Who knows? Could have been a stillborn because it did just say beloved Katie or something, so maybe she lived a day or something. People still tend to put. The dates could have been the on the other side, though. I mean, yeah. Baby. I, I assumed it was a little girl till I heard infant in that explanation. So I don't know what is true. <clears throat> well, when someone says, I had a daughter, you picture a little kid. I Sure. She didn't say, I had a baby, you know. <laughs> yeah. I had a daughter. I guess, I mean, a baby is can't be a daughter. I don't know. Well, plus we knew she had been in this dollhouse, and we didn't know it was dead, so daughter, and then it's like, yeah, probably a few years after she last saw the daughter. Right, right. So all of a sudden, it's a young kid. Right, right. I thought it was cool seeing 
Echo leading all the actives out. Yeah, that was fun. And the Victor Sierra stuff is is interesting because they are adorable. They are cute together, and I didn't ship them, but I do now. Kind of ship them now. Cute. I'm okay. I like them. <laughs> But he's definitely having, because he kept saying, like, we seem to know each other, or you seem familiar to me, or... Yeah, he... Oh, and he said that he, like... Like, he's trapped in a body he can't control sometimes. Right. He was describing some sort of... Almost like... Someone possessed by a demon, it's like they're in there somewhere, but they don't have any control over the situation. Right. He was kind of describing something akin to that. Yeah. No, I like it. I. And that's you're not right. going to end. We've got our little Scooby gang of this. Yep, Scoobies. And I, I'm hoping that Melly, or not Haley, <laughs> <laughs> remains a part of it. I like her. Yeah, she's she's an interesting part. Yeah. I'm curious what she's all about. And I like that these two kind of got together, because now I think it's going to be even more that way. You know, like I said, mm-hmm. I don't think Dr. Saunders' plan worked, and love's going to conquer all. <laughs> right. He's already described that he's kind of there somewhere, and... Mm-hmm. In those situations, you feel like they only get stronger, you know, through time. Like he'd be able, he'd just get more and more aware. Yeah. Well, it was just, it was fun once I got over kind of the initial freak out of waking up and like, what is going on here. Not that I knew exactly what was going on, but they knew and. Have to like play along and stuff, and yeah, like the I don't know. Scene. The breakfast scene was fun. I liked them covering the wardrobe room and seeing like their names. And he's <laughs> like, I like this dress, and she puts it on. <laughs> and I thought Victor's like assless chaps. Yes, <laughs> I thought, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> that's for Miss Lonely Hearts. <laughs> I- Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny moment. He's like, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> no one see these, please. <laughs> and him in the shower repeating like a Mets lineup was fun yes, funny too. Yes, trying to distract his brain. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was a good one. I, I enjoyed it. Wait, now... It was fun... In the description, remember it said an army? He was in the army. Was that another thing that that description might have told us more info than we knew? Or did we both miss that? If it was mentioned, it was like a throwaway comment. Yeah. Or just him recognizing that they're all like military alphabet names. But, he did say yeah. it with pretty good authority, but... Yeah, but we both knew that, too. Right. I mean, that's... It's not just the military. I think the military came up with that particular wording for the alphabet. 
but I mean, we use it in my company. It, you just, I don't know. Anytime you need to spell something, those are, yeah. Those generally, we use the military words, yes. It'll be fun to meet golf and hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to meet Bravo and um, Tango. <laughs> Kilo. <laughs> Kilo. <laughs> so. Oh, wait, is P Papa? Peter, what is P? P. I think so. Papa would be a funny one. Or is it Peter? No, it's not Peter. I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, I think it might be Papa. Is that, what do you call that? The military alphabet? Like the military alphabet or something. One time I was talking on the phone. Yeah. (laughs) I was talking on the phone with someone and... I had to get their last name, and I didn't ask him to spell it. I just said, and your last name? And he just started going, Tango, Alpha, Bravo, Bravo. <laughs> and I was, like, writing it down, going, wait a second, what are you saying? <laughs> you know, it's like, he wasn't doing, like, T like Tango, A like Al. He just started, like, shooting off, and I was like, what is going on? What is he telling me? <laughs> That's funny, Crack me up. <laughs> I want to meet Foxtrot. Uniform? You as a uniform? <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know that. Whiskey? Yankee? Zulu? Some good names coming up. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't have any more notes on that one. It just actually my left my last note is that it just kind of left me left me feeling kind of sad and I I think the Melly stuff with her daughter got got to me a little bit because huh. I was like how how sad that you're you're just willing it's so awful that you just want to you'd be willing to just just take it out of my brain you know I mean I can see I can see like the appeal of it but to actually do it you know yeah there's got to be more coming with that yeah that can't be all we get I yeah, hope the I show totally had see enough the time to, like, do everything they wanted. I guess they won't have, but... Now, do we know... Is this something that we know... Was this suddenly canceled, or is there... Were they able to end it? I feel like we've asked this before. I, In my head, I feel like it has been answered that they do a fair job wrapping it up. But okay. I may not know at all. I might be making that up. So, like, maybe maybe they found out partway through season two or something that they're not getting renewed and they had time to... Yeah. I don't know. I haven't I heard hope much it doesn't about just... the cancellation. Yeah. 
just everyone going, another show canceled before it got... Right. I don't know if I want to know the answer, though. I do. Tell me, care of Emily. <laughs> I just want to know if... Yeah, because if I, if I know ahead of time they don't, then I can be prepared for that. Right. I won't I be like hoping. Yep. Someone tell me personally. And I won't tell someone. Yeah, because I, I think I want to be surprised on that one. Alright. Do you have anything else? Um, I guess we didn't talk no, much about but... Caroline, or yeah, Caroline going back in and all that. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool, and that you know that was definitely the Caroline in her. Oh, we didn't really talk about the scene with her and Topher. Yeah, <laughs> I had like about. notes about everyone else, but Caroline, I think I found everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Not more interesting, but I don't know. Because um, I really did enjoy the stuff that she did, like leaving the car and going back in. Yeah, and like her... I said, it was very Joss Whedon-y heroin kind of a move. Mm-hmm. A little showdown with Topher. I liked it when she's like, you first. I was hoping we are going to get a little bit of an explanation of how he gets these imprints. Because it seemed yeah. to be kind of going there. It did. And I then got excited. I did too. Because it seemed like he was like, okay, I'll tell you. you know. uh-huh. But I think Adele maybe interrupted them at that point or something. Yeah, I don't remember. But we also didn't talk about in the Echoes one, like, after the drug had warmed off everyone, I liked the little scene between Adele and Dominic, where she's like, okay, we're all drugged and acted immature and like little kids, let's get over it, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was kind of funny. May we never speak of that again. Yep. (laughs) It's like, that is the best way to handle those situations. It happened, let's just move on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right yeah that's really all I have on on those so Caroline needed to so they they basically the moment they felt closure is when they fell asleep. They just all happened to seem to at the same time. They all seem to at the same time, yeah. Which is shushy. Totally. But it could have happened for each of them at different times. It's just it showed us all them happening at once. Well, true. But the shushiest part of it is Victor and Sierra. Because 
They did do it together, yes. <laughs> and her closure was beating that guy, and his closure was, like, getting together with her. I guess so. Maybe, you know, confronting her jerk. So she, to me, in all right, she should have fallen asleep shortly after confronting that jerk. Right, right. But maybe it had to do... Well, maybe we'll get a bit more of a... some sort of peace in love, maybe, with Victor. It's just a little shushy. Well, maybe his closure is... Maybe he's got, like, something in his past where he could have... He could have saved a girl from something, or... No, I'm fine with his. But we don't really know what it is, really. Well, I thought they said that he was having feelings for her. Oh, that's right. And he got to live that out a little bit. That's right, okay. Eh. So it's... That's the only one I really need to shush. Because you're right. They could have just happened at different times and we just saw them all at once. But those two happened at exactly the same time. Those two happened at the same time. So that's what I need to shush. I'd like his closure more to be, if he was, like, in the military, I'd like to think that like, he could have saved, like, a civilian in Afghanistan or something, and he didn't. But he got to save her or something. I don't know. Help her. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I guess, yeah. Being in the military, I guess. It it was what was bothering his state, you know. That's true. That's true. But that's not what was bothering Millie's state, as far as I could tell. So, nope. I don't know. A little inconsistent, but... We'll see. Okay, well, shall we... Right. Add him to the list? Let's do it. Okay, so which, personally, I liked Echoes better than Needs. I liked them both very, very much. I like Needs better. Okay. So, I'll just put out my arguments for Echoes first then. Okay. I liked getting all that Caroline backstory. Yeah. And the comedy, and I thought the comedy was good, and I thought it was needed in the show after not a lot of comedy. It's a good argument. Comedy was good. Um, I do think the whole drug stuff was a little wonky. Well, I never enjoy, maybe this is because I'm always just the bystander of drug use. Mm-hmm. They never make me laugh as hard as everyone else. I mean, I've been around enough people using substances right. to know what's going on, usually, except for that piano thing. I didn't go there. But it's... I don't know. There's an element of it just doesn't make me laugh as much as other people. Okay. 
And that's just a personal thing. That's uh, totally understandable. What did what did you like about needs better than echoes? I liked. I just I was in love with the thought of all of them waking up with their real identities and having. I loved the scenes in the dollhouse where they're trying to um, fit in and kind of trying to figure out what's going on the alien stuff and then the breakfast stuff trying Caroline kind of getting it mm-hmm. and and all of their little backstories and kind of going out in the world Caroline I did, facing I did. Topher yeah and Sierra facing that Nolan guy that was that was pretty awesome And getting, yeah, I guess getting all those backstories over just getting Caroline's. I can see that. That can trump it for me. Okay. We can put at least these two. I'll I'll put needs before. You're right. That's a good argument. There was good comedy in it, too. Now, what about on the list as a whole? So right now we have Man on the Street as number one. Do you still want that as number one? Or do you think Needs is better than that? Uh... Ooh, I don't know. I might keep Man on the Street as one and Needs second. Yeah, I think I would keep Man on the Street as one. Okay. Yeah, I'm good with that. Just... The, yeah. the reveals of Melly being a... Yeah. And uh, the Patton Oswalt stuff was great. was great. And then Echo having yeah. that message to, to Paul. Yeah, I keep it on number one. Okay, so we'll do... But I put Needs second. I agree. I, I think Needs is... Because Grey Hour, we have a second. I think Needs is better no, than Grey Hour. Definitely. I think Echoes is better than Grey Hour, too. Me, too. Let's put that as three. Okay. So we'll do Man on the Street as one. Because I really, I only liked Needs marginally better than Echoes, you know? It wasn't like... Right, right. Like, no contest. Right, got Yeah. No, I agree. That's how I was. It was like, Echo was just slightly better than Needs to me. Yeah. And Grey Hour, there's a chasm. Not a huge one, but... A definite one. There's kind no. of a separation on the list, I think. From the, like, really good episodes to, like, the tolerable ones. No. If I was sitting there just wanting to rewatch a Dollhouse episode and it was like, do I watch Needs, Echoes, or Grey Hour? I would pick one of those two over Grey Hour. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then just keep rest. So we've got Man on the Street, then Needs, then Echoes, then Grey Hour, then True Believer, The Target, Ghost, Stage Fright. I think that's pretty... I'd be interested to hear what like our... like what Ray and Harold and Nettie, what they think of our list. Do they agree? Do you disagree? 
What's your list? Would you put one over the other that we haven't? Or do you, you know? Okay. Oh, Harold gave us the new ones, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I was just, I just pulled those up too. So, so episode nine, our next one is a spy in the house of love. (laughs) (laughs) Lonely hearts. (laughs) I'm thinking lonely hearts. Yes. Yeah. I'm thinking we're finally going to see Mrs. Lonely Hearts. We saw the chaps. The <laughs> chaps in this episode. That's a little reminder of her. So, yeah, I think it's going to be. But the spy. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the House of Love is, maybe it's a little more about Victor and Sierra. And Sierra. A little love affair as yeah. actives. That makes more sense. Ooh, maybe they um, have someone pretend to be an active and spy on them. So they think they're an Oculus, but they are not. Oh, I yeah. want pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> We're all gonna die. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. That I like Miss Lonely Hearts, though. I know. Somehow I really want her to be involved. <laughs> <laughs> and I just hope it's like a like a 60 or something year old woman. <laughs> Like one of those Florida ladies with a terrible tan. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like orange, wrinkly skin. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm going with it's a Victor Sierra. We were a little right on echoes. We did our our prediction was that it was okay. going to be like little echoes of memories. Oh yeah, and a play on her name Echo, and it was mostly about her. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we said that, but I think I felt it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it. <laughs> so it counts. I know I thought it. <laughs> Um, and then episode 10 is Haunted. But again, I don't think it's literal, so I don't, I don't think an active is going to be imprinted as a ghost. This would probably be the backslide. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking Haunted is another memory, like Haunted by a Memory. Maybe Melly. Millie's haunted by her baby daughter. Mm-hmm. That'd be really creepy. <laughs> but I think it's like more. Because I mean, to move the show forward more, 
they gotta have more backstory stuff. Yeah. These guys have to start remembering more about their real life. Maybe, ooh, maybe um, Ballard is haunted by more Caroline death stuff. No, maybe. Maybe. And he has to, like, manage Melly in the process of being haunted by these thoughts of Caroline, dreams of Caroline dying, and it's like. Mm hmm. Causes more rifts. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, alright. Alrighty. So, well, if you want to send us feedback, send it to Sue Watches Buffy at Yahoo, or <laughs> Yahoo, at <laughs> gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, Sue Watches Buffy at gmail.com. So, what numbers are these? Nine and ten. So we'll have one more set of two and then the finale. And then the finale. You know, after the finale, I was thinking we should do our first Buffy comic. That's an excellent idea. In between seasons of Buffy, we usually did something. Yeah. No, I I would love to do that. Okay. We need... We need some comic person to, uh, do we do Buffy first or do we do Angel first? Yeah, someone who's familiar with the comics, kind of give us a little guide to how many should we read for the first one, just the first one, or can we read a couple, or... Yeah, like, canonically, what's best to start with. Yeah, yeah, so if someone could guide us a little bit that way. Because I don't know if the two even meet anymore. Right. I mean, if we start Buffy and... And then get, like, a spoiler about something going on in Angel. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we could just use a little bit of guidance. And boy, Elizabeth just fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. She's on the one that sent us all the comics, so she should know. She should know, but I don't think she's listening. She's probably busy. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that's a good plan. Okay. Okay. Well. We don't have a sign-off. We don't have a sign-off for this one. All right. Yeah. So, all right. Talk to you later. Bye.
1940s or 1950s because it's kept up so well, you know. Huh. And then when I saw, it, I was like, "Cam, yeah, it was built in 1894." Jeez, <laughs> it's so old. I know. But like everything, the foundation has been redone. It, you know. Right. I'd imagine plumbing and electrical yeah, and yeah. all of that. Yeah, yeah. It's a solid house. The shell is 1894. The rest is newer. Cool. It's got a great kitchen. And it has a downstairs kitchen. It has a mother-in-law kitchen. Awesome. We're like, canning kitchen. Canning kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Like the Petersons. (laughs) Yep. And it's across the street from a cemetery. Sweet. Over 100 years old and cemetery. And. Like that. And. Wait for it. It has a fruit cellar. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) gonna have to do a Norma Bates theme song oh yeah I mean yeah over a hundred years old cross street from cemetery with a fruit cellar This house is going to be haunted as fuck. 
got LZ there with you. Yeah, Rob's. Rob's working, and she is. She's been melatonin, because she's a little wild. <laughs> so, it should kick in soon. <laughs> but she is quite wild. <laughs> I talk to that too. Hi, yeah, babies. Hey, you go see it. Oh, that's awesome. Anyway, kind of exciting. And then you guys can come visit us in our haunted house. Yes. <laughs> we got a little basement apartment for you when you come visit. <laughs> It's haunted. I'm excited. Actually, I don't know that for a fact. But I already decided it's haunted. If, if, on the scale of one to ten, if a house has a potential of being haunted, this is like an eight. I know. <laughs> so, if Cam calls you and is like, Sue's been up in the attic talking to her dolls a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Call the the Warrens. <laughs> Didn't one of them die? Oh yeah, he did. He did. She's still alive. Right. She's good enough. She's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, we should get started. Yes. I do have to work pretty early in the morning. Oh dear. <laughs> That's okay. I'm like on this. I've got beans. <laughs> <laughs> but still, you don't feel good enough to like. Lola just walked in. I was so excited. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do my rewatch so we can. So we can do our round table? Yeah. I know, I do too. So much to watch right now, I feel like. Did you notice that Penny Dreadful was added to Netflix? No. The first two seasons. Sweet. I just noticed yesterday, I was like, what? This wasn't on any list that I saw. <laughs> no. That's a last minute inclusion, so. Eleanor, <laughs> that is too loud. Eleanor's yeah. excited too. <laughs> She's like, Penny Crumble. She's like, I could hear Aunt Sue. <laughs> You're quite sleepy, my I still have a problem with, I mean, I know he had a dream, but I still feel like Melly is making way more out of, I don't know, this whole obsession thing with Caroline. What am I missing? 
It just still seems forced, although he did have the dream, so a little less. Okay. Say goodnight, Eleanor. Good night, Eleanor. <laughs>